Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Praise God. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 says that, But thus I say, He which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. 7. Every man according as he purposed in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. Verse 8 says, And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. Verse 9. As it is written, he has dispersed abroad, he has given to the poor, his righteousness remained forever. Praise the Lord. Please take your seat, covenant of giving part three. Giving is an essential part of our work with God because God, through his son Jesus Christ, when he was on earth, demonstrated clearly to man that there is no fellowship between humanity and divinity except the portal of sacrificial giving has been established. So you and I, the Bible makes us understand that our relationship with God was broken. That by one man's sin, all men were recognized as sinners. So in Second Corinthians chapter 5, from verse 17 to about 20, you see the Bible talking about the fact that God has given us a ministry of reconciliation. And Jesus is also the propitiation. So that means that Jesus has become the bridge that connects a sinful man to a righteous God. In the work that Christ has done. And that through the work of Jesus, we have been reconciled to the Father. And that bridge of reconciliation was built on the portal of sacrificial giving. That's the essence of John chapter 3 verse 16. For God so loved the world that he sacrificed himself so that we will be in a relationship together as um, God and his children, father and uh, his children. And that is a beautiful thing. So an essential part of the covenant, even under the Old Testament, was the oblation that was done in the many sacrifices or rituals that had to be performed in, in building that kind of connection of fellowship between God and man. Under the New Testament, Christ is the ultimate sacrifice and is the ultimate giving. In the same way the Bible talks about the fact that we did not 
come here by works. We came here by grace. And so, it's not by works. It's by the work Jesus Christ has done. But when you come into Christ, even though we did not obtain this righteousness by works, we sustain this righteousness by the works of faith. Are you here now? Are you sure you are here? So, you see that this is the faith. But when you come into Christ, you define your faith based on the works. And some of the works, your devotionals, your, your connection with the word of God, the giving and the prayer and the singing and all of that. These are all works of faith. Because when someone is sad, why should the person sing? The person is singing because scripture says that, it's part of the package of faith that when your spirit is low, you sing and God will supply you the strength to go over the matter. Are you here? And so someone who is not in Christ doesn't understand that when they are down, they take alcohol. You know, but when we are down, we pray in tongues and we are charged with the spirit. And he said, do not be drunk with wine, but speak in the spirit. It will charge you even more than alcohol will do. Are you here at all? I love the word. It's powerful. So giving is an essential part of the covenant. And it is so because in this scripture, in this New Testament, Paul is saying that there is grace that has been given to all men. And then there is grace that also manifests unto God's children when they begin to build a culture of giving to God. So you see that he's talking about sowing, sowing sparingly, sowing bountifully, sowing by purpose, not in grudge, not by compulsion, not by necessity. And when you have done that, he says that God is able to give grace to the cheerful giver. Grace that is all abounding grace. All sufficiency grace. Grace that will make you embark on every good work. And it's not coming just through the channel of prayer. But this is coming through the channel of giving. So normally for what I call baby Christian living. Or lazy Christian living. You might be very selective about certain aspects of the principles of God that suit your personality or your baby-likeness or your childishness or if you like your lazy Christianity and feel like those ones are very nice. But as you are like a baby who sees a balanced diet and goes for a candy, you find out that after a while, you are more like a malfunction, a malnutritional baby, a more nutritional Christian than a, a thorough believer. Because the Bible talks about being a thorough person. When it talks about the word of God is for this, is for that, is for that. It's for so that the man of God will be thorough. Say thorough. That means that you should be balanced. You should be, you know, you should be complete. You should be. Christ in us has made us complete, but you can be cautious you are in Christ. Because of what you consume. And you find out that about two, three years ago, there was this eruption of the fact that it is not even necessary to give. 
it is not even necessary also to honor God with your tithe. It's a, so all these things are choosy picky, choosy picky, choosy picky. So, but if you look at God and his perspective, and you look at the perspective of Bible, you'll find out that these are unshiftable covenant principles that any serious thinking, serious believing child of God must never lay aside. The Bible talks about don't depart from the ancient path. There are paths that never depart because God never changes. And so one of the things that is gradually changing and making the church powerless is because there is an attack on sacrificial giving. What is it? And the Bible is very clear about that, that in the last days, one of the attacks that will be in the church is the attack on daily sacrifice. That's an attack. So anything that attacks your perspective of giving to God is actually attacking you with the force of the Antichrist. The force of the dragon is just trying to take power away from you and is eventually going to destroy you. The point I've made here is that there is a level of grace that comes to the child of God because you have built a culture of sacrificially giving unto God. It's a culture, it's a covenant you build with God. That, and you find out that Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, they, these were the areas of their covenant that the Bible taught necessary to reveal unto us. Even Jesus. I mean, you, you don't really see... The, okay, let me ask you a question. Jesus had a prayer life. But we don't even talk about the prayer life of Jesus as much as we talk about his sacrificial death. True or false? Because the prayer life of Jesus is not what gave you your salvation. It is his sacrificial death. And indeed, Jesus at the time was not the only person who was praying to the Father when he was on earth. But he was the only one who died on behalf of humanity. Sacrificial death. I'm just saying that as important as the prayers of those people um, were. And the prayers of Jesus was. It is the, the standout thing Jesus came here to do. Was to sacrifice himself. And that is able to make every other thing he did in the course of his stay here. To become beneficial unto us. His prayer life. His devotional life. His discipling of the people he called. The miraculous and all of that. Of course, Jesus is not the only person who performed miracles. Even today, occult people perform miracles. It's really not. It's, it's, it's nothing. That standout thing is a sacrificial giving. When we take that out of the equation. Many people have done what Jesus came here to do. That, that one thing is a standout thing. So, in the same way for a believer, when you take your dedication by way of sacrifice to God, giving physically, materially, giving intrinsically to God, your time and all of that, to the Lord, when you take it out of your worship, you are just a consumer. Who is here to receive and God has nothing on you. 
You don't become useful to God, to his kingdom work, and all of that. You just become a consumer like an unbeliever. Yeah. What makes you useful is not just Christ in you. Or else, the day you became born again, God would have redrawn you to heaven. Useful enough. But he wants you to make an impact in his work, in his kingdom. Is God talking to someone here? And that impact comes in many shades and form. And the only way that impact can be somewhere, somehow accounted for is in what you intrinsically or immaterially give and materially also give to God. And we are giving different things. Praise the Lord. We are what? Come on now. We are what? Again, the Bible says that your heart, your giving defines who your heart is with and where your heart is. That's, we cannot tell the genuineness of your love towards God until we can certify the direction of your giving. Can I say it again? When you give more, than, when you give more to football than you give to God, we know you love football more than God. So, he says that we can tell the position of your heart, the direction of your heart, the destination of your heart, based on how your resources flow. So, if your money goes into something more than it goes into eternal stuff, if you give your time and you are interested in doing that, because see, in the end, when you and I appear before the Lord, eh, many things will not matter. <laughs> when you and I appear before the Lord, you see that the thing will be zeroed in to just one or two. Whether you had Christ in you, that's one. I know that for sure. It's even the reason why the conversation will be going on. Because if you didn't have Christ in you, there would be no conversation. I'm sure when you die, now you'll be in the bowl of hell. But if you have Christ in you, that's just one level. Then your words will be passed through fire. <laughs> so when you even have Christ, is there. Hey. But it's not, it's, not, it's not done yet. Because now, we have to now find out your works. So they will pass through fire. And the Bible says that some people... Their works will be consumed because it will not be able to stand the test of the fire. May your works be able to stand the test of the fire. Amen. Shout a better amen. amen. Am I preaching here at all? What's important even is that there is grace that comes to you when you embrace, or I, I like one word that one of the guys in the media t- taught me, when you imbue it's an imbuement. When you imbue or imbibe into your system, the giving culture. Hey! <laughs> we are learning. There is grace. Tell somebody there is grace. And tell somebody there is a grace that comes, it becomes very potent when that grace is built. 
on the covenant of giving. And tell somebody there are many graces. But there is a particular grace that comes upon an individual. It comes upon a church when that individual or church is a giver. So you see that Paul was talking about one of the churches. He says that they have a particular grace. And that grace is that they have a grace that has come to them and they don't struggle to give even though they don't have a lot of resources. Stinginess is a spiritual. It's an evil spirit. That's why you see that some people, no matter the abundance they have, they are still poor because they are stingy. I mean, they can't simply take a thousand dollars and give it to somebody. Say, Koti Keke. Even though they have millions of dollars, it looks so huge and big because their nature is not a giving nature. So, even though they have a lot of money, they are still poor because your riches is in your generosity. So you see that some people are materially not wealthy, but they are actually very prosperous because they can give so much even from their little resources. That's what Jesus looked at the woman who gave her might and said that, I have seen the rich people come and give out of their supper. their surplus and what is not important, but I've seen you. Come and give from, you don't have anything, you have given this thing, you are richer than people who gave more than you have given in terms of quantity. But what you are giving, the eternal value of what you are giving is higher. Are you here? So there's a principle in the Bible that says that to him that much is given, much is required. So there are people who give a thousand Ghana in church. And it's nothing, it's still in the negatives. On God's number line, it's still at the negative side. Because God knows how much He has given you and how much He's requiring, you know, of you to give. But you are you are falling short. And somebody was giving just a thousand Ghana and he's already giving more than it was requested or required from him. That person is richer and more faithful. Than the one who sometimes comes around to do show. But it's still surplus for the boys. Hey. I'm feeling it already. So this giving grace. Is important because as we looked up there. It says that it makes you to abound in all things. It gives you a measure of all sufficiency. That's it. You'll be sufficient in all things. If I'm not afraid to say. I say that. Anybody who is a kingdom giver or who is a practitioner of covenant giving, God finds a way of meeting their needs in the different quarters of their destiny. Not only just financial, because that word all sufficiency and in every good work there is not talking about just money. It's talking about you are sufficient medically. 
sufficient family wise sufficient in your mind sufficient in the materials of your hand sufficient in the work of your hand sufficient your children are you here at all all sufficiency means that chale and it is built on the platform of covenant giving why is covenant giving important because the lord does not want you to give without a revelation he wants you to give with revelation that's why your giving must be driven by covenant if it's not driven by your covenant relationship with the lord you'll be tired not only will you be tired look at what will happen to you please put that verse number eight there you, you see that it says that um okay put verse seven there it says that give you see the, the, the covenant giving is a purpose there that you are a purposeful giver you are given by revelation and you are given and you know the purpose and when you know the purpose nothing can abuse you Nothing can break your resolve. So you are a covenant giver is someone who is giving out of revelation, out of purpose. And he's saying that that purpose is, is based on the heart connection with God. As you purpose it in your heart, I'm God, I'm bringing you, and I'm excited to bring you this. Now, if it is not based on the covenant or based on the purpose of your heart, what will happen is that, you will give and it will be grudging. You will give and you feel it's out of necessity. Do you understand? <laughs> hey, are you here? Are you sure you are here? And you see that with all these associations, you join voluntarily. And so, because it's a voluntary um, association, you give also when you want them to do certain things for you. But a covenant giving is beyond that. It's, if the giving is not driven by covenant, you reduce it to something that is grudging, something that is out of necessity, and you will lose your joy. But it is only covenant giving that makes Abraham to happily send Isaac. It's covenant giving that makes Isaac to happily stay in a land God says stay. And there is nothing there to show that something good can come from there. But because I'm in a covenant relationship, I trust you enough to stay. And it's a kind of giving because everybody is going abroad. Why should I stay? Hey. And staying, it doesn't, it doesn't frustrate you. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't depress you. You are happy to stay where God wants you to stay. And you are happy to give what God wants you to. Are you sure you are here? Like Jephthah's daughter, he said, my father, if based on a covenant you have promised God to give me, gladly give me, I'm ready to be offered. Paul said, I'm ready to be offered. I'm here to spend and to be spent. I'm not hiding. You say, I shouldn't go to Jerusalem. They will kill me there. I'm already there. Let, whatever will kill me, let it kill me in the name of the Lord. But if it is not based on covenant, when we say we are going for evangelism where prostitutes are, 
You'll be, you'll be thinking, how about if somebody takes me a picture and they go and rep- misrepresent me that I went for a prostitute. What will happen to my image in the media? You see that you are not driven by covenant. But when you are driven by covenant, you will see that evangelism more of a rescue mission than a protection of your image. Are you here at all? And it will give you joy that you are plucking people out of hell into heaven. That it will become your fuel to drive you. It will become your what? Fuel to drive you. You have to see me coming to preach. I'm always excited. Not because I'm always prepared. (laughs) Not because I'm always prepared. But I'm always excited. What an opportunity. Do you know that it is Jesus who should be standing here physically preaching to you? What an opportunity. For me. Kakagariba jungkwana boy like me. To be standing here doing what Jesus. Do you know what it feels to go and read the president's speech. At UN General Assembly. On behalf of the president. How will you feel? I'm standing here. Doing it. On behalf of Jesus. Bro. Look. Because this grace. Will do more for you. And we, are, we will not even be able to exhaust. Because when the Bible says that. Every good work, all sufficiency. How do we even unpack it? I mean, who knows what that means? Does that, could it be that you, you can even receive healing from an incurable sickness? And as we stand here, we are not able to unpack that as part of the package. But God says it's part of the package. I'm saying that. That is why this scripture makes sense. Look at the scripture. Luke chapter 6, verse 38. I mean, tapping into it. Tapping into, tell somebody, tapping into the giving covenant. I can't hear you talk to me now. Tell somebody, tap, 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 tap. Into the giving covenant. It's beautiful. Let's read Luke chapter 6, verse 38. All together, everybody, one go. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure. Price down. Shaking together and running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that ye meet withal, it shall be measured to you again. Praise the Lord. Is it a powerful scripture? So you see here that flowing in the given covenant is for supernatural life. And here at the bottom of it is that our harvest is a multiplier effect of the measure we give unto God. It says that the measure for with the same measure that ye meet without, it shall be measured to you again. Now, I said that we are unable to unpack the grace that comes through giving. Why is that so? The opening statement of that look, he says, I give and it. I don't know what that it is. Is that it referring to the seed that you gave? But he said, it shall be given unto you. 
And that it is deeper than IT. What shall be given unto you is what the Bible is terming as it. And that that it responds to your action of faith through giving. And that it could be healing. That it could be peace of mind. That Because you see, on the surface when you are reading, you think that the it is the seed you sowed. But it, it is not the seed you sowed. Because it says that it shall be given unto you. It shall be given unto you. Good measure. I'm just saying that if you sow one seed, when the Bible says that it shall be given unto you, they are not giving you the seed back. What you are receiving is in good measure. It's in what? It's in good measure. And you see, you will not even understand. It's when he says good measure, it's like, you know, there are, in a Greek, there are crops that are supposed to be intercropped with other crops or planted with other crops. And so, for instance, like cowpea, sorghum, and all those things. They give, I think, nitrogen or something. Yeah. So when you plant them with some other crops, you see that the sorghum will give you sorghum. The cowpea will give you cowpea. But it's a seed that ends up also supporting the fruitfulness of other plants. So that is why when you give, you don't receive exactly what you gave. Because the seed you have given has potential to make you reap a harvest that is different from this exact seed you sowed. So you are sowing a cowpea, but it's going to help some coconut to do well. Or cocoa yam to do well. It's going to help some other, maybe yam to do well. You see, and when you are harvesting, you will harvest cowpea plus all the other things that that seed was able to enable to come into harvest. So it says that it's giving you in good measure. What kind of measure? That is to say that the grace that comes from giving. We shouldn't joke with it because it has the capacity to activate certain areas of your destiny that we cannot even interpret. I said we can't unpack it. That's why it's talking about good measure. It's talking about what? The whole farm is doing well because some seed went to the ground with certain properties. Good measure. Watch it. Press down. Shaking together, running over, hey, running over. So you see that whatever you planted was not a good measure, was not pressed down, was not shaking together, was not running over. But by virtue of the fact that you planted it, you have now entered into a certain realm. And this realm is a realm that is made possible by the grace. That comes to someone who had faith enough to give as a way of their covenant relationship with the Lord. That is why we can't unpack it. Because running over means that there is more God is going to give to you 
that you have no idea of. You have no idea about what God is going to give you. It's running over. That's one of the scriptures that scatters. God will not give you what you cannot handle. It's one of the scriptures. Because he's giving you. And what he's giving you is more than your container can contain. It's a running over effect. Are you here at all? God is giving you, even with a tithe, he says that I will, I will open the windows and I will give you until the, the room will not be able to contain it. Jesus also met Peter and the rest. They caught a lot of fish that their, their net was not able to contain. So we see that God doesn't have a problem giving you more than you can contain. But you have to be spiritually intelligent to build more capacity to receive everything God gives you. Are you here at all? Come on now. Because God always wants to blow your mind. God wants to blow your mind. He's in a class of his own. And one of the things that triggers that kind of covenant move of God is when you also walk in covenant giving. Are you here at all? Covenant giving will make God walk in covenant release. Check it. Covenant giving from man will act will make God operate in covenant giving also. <laughs> I love it. Covenant giving will make will, will, will produce covenant giving. <laughs> you give and it shall be given unto you. Covenant giving. You see that God's good measure. It responds to your good measure of giving. Are you here? That's why, you see, he's, he's using a scripture that I, I love this. He said, for with the same measure. He said, if you want God to operate in the realm of giving, he is sovereign, he can do it. But, I mean, you see, faith is very systematic and still doesn't make sense. So, it, it, it's like honor. He said, you honor me, I honor you. If you operate in a particular spirit, God will operate in that same spirit for you. That's why he's saying, give and it shall be given. And God is talking about the fact that I'm giving good measure and all of that. Then he says that the same spirit. You see, when he talks about the same measure there, it's not just the measurement of the Olunkau. But for with the same spirit that you give, the same spirit God will respond unto you also. So, to the stingy, they see the other side of God. The same measure. But to the generous, they also see the other side of God. Same spirit. That's why you read the Bible, it says the spirit gives birth to spirit, spirit to spirit. Are you here? Flesh to flesh. Bone to bone. Marrow to marrow. Sinew to sinew. Everything must give birth to the spirit it propagates. So you see that if you gossip, they gossip about you. It's the same measure. And it's a law in the Bible. We call it the golden rule. <laughs> Whatsoever you wish that men, you see, and that is why it's men doing to you. But it is God allowing men to do. That's why even in the scripture it says that when you give, God will give you. But you will not see the giving in the hand of God. He says, shall men 
Men will give into your bosom. You give to God, he now compels men. To give you a contract because you release the spirit of giving. Are you here at all? Are you sure you are here? You give. That's why he said somebody is looking for a job. The job must be given. It must be given from men. God must make men give that person a job. The person doesn't. The first thing the person does is to give God a seed for the job, and God causes men to give that person the job. Are you here? Come on now. Are you sure you are here? Yeah. So the same spirit. Come on now. Talk about the same spirit. Now tell somebody. The same spirit. Yeah. Ask somebody. What spirit have you released? So far. So far. What spirit have you been releasing? And, and do. Hey. Charlie, these days, you know, it's difficult for people to pay tithe. And now God with their tithe, they say it's a COVID, 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 COVID. God, what if it? God was not afraid to give you. You shouldn't be holding back. So you see that this giving covenant, you, you, you see, you are asking the Lord, God, give me a baby. You need, show the spirit. The, the same measure. That's what I'm saying that your you see when you give you have a multiplier effect. So he said, I need a baby, I need a baby, I need a baby. That's you must be giving a baby. Babies are giving. Are you here? So one of the things you that's why you see people sowing seed for their children. Is to release a certain flow of giving from the side of God by what they do with their faith. Because no amount of money you saw on the altar can buy a baby. But you are just releasing a spirit that the same measure. And, and this is it. I'm releasing a spirit of giving to contact a spirit of giving. That's why givers are receivers. No giver has ever incurred losses when it is covenant giving. It's too powerful. If you don't understand this, you, you will look at the value of whatever is in your hand and you will miss the spirit. You will miss the grace that is able to make somebody whose body has stopped producing eggs. Yes, there's a lady here, she gave birth to, she has a child. Prior to the giving birth of that child, doctor said, no way. No egg, husband, low sperm count. It's not possible. The doctors and the whole family, they called the child a miracle baby. That's, even the husband was doubting that it's a child until they did the DNA. I mean, it was not out of confusion. It was out of shock. Because she knows that, Charlie. Adiano, Asa. Do you understand? It's, and the lady was incapable of doing that. But this lady and the husband, they are dangerous givers. But you see that because it's a covenant means that we have deviated from natural course. And we are flying on the course of the spirit. 
and the spirit blow it where it listen it. So whenever you are operating on the covenant, you are actually telling yourself that you don't want to operate normally. That is why Isaac is sowing in a land that is in drought. And because he's not operating normally, every other person's plant or farm is going down, but the man of the covenant is still succeeding. Genesis 26. Because the covenant takes you to a different platform. It's, it's, it makes your harvest not normal again. The occurrences, the outcomes of your life, they are not normal. That is why if you keep doing the normal things with the covenant, you are shortchanging yourself. You will now have an opportunity to operate in a higher level. A realm that only God understands. The, the, the measure <laughs> of the fruitfulness. You say it's an all sufficiency level. It's, you are bound, grace will abound towards you in all sufficiency, in every good work. Too much. And he says that it is at this level that you are even able to retain, maintain your righteousness. As somebody who is a sparring giver, you are not dedicated to anything by covenant. We are not even sure that when they, some people, you watch the skit, when some church members went to a church and dressed like arm robbers and they were telling the pastor, could deny Jesus or we kill you. We just deny Jesus. Just deny, deny, deny. Until one crazy person said, I'm not denying. Yes, it's just because all the people who deny, they don't understand covenant giving. That's why we are not even sure of how your salvation is going to end when persecution comes. Because you simply don't understand giving beyond your convenience. Are you here? That's it. Nothing is impossible if you can release a a particular grace from God. And one of the things that makes you to release grace that makes all things abound towards you is covenant giving. Covenant giving. I'm praying, but God, see me stretch. Covenant giving. You see that that grace for childbirth is released. Look at these people. I've used them for example for a long time. And I believe that they, they had prayed, fasted. I mean, books Maria has read. On faith, she's been practicing the faith sign in a particular realm. Yes, until she heard that practice your faith also in the realm of covenant giving, first fruit, tithe, extra giving. And you have to be spiritual enough to walk in covenant. Canal people cannot walk in covenant consistently because canal people are not stable. You are like Esau. You don't have value for the covenant. You see, you, you can change the covenant for food. He said, what need do I have this better? Come to me, you are talking about covenant. Come to me, you are talking about tithe. Come to me, you are talking about sowing. I'm hungry. This is our last meal. Like the widow of Zarephath. And we are hungry, we want to go and you are talking about giving. That is why Elijah had to test the spirituality of the woman first. And symbolically, she asked the woman, give me water. If you can give me water, a symbol of the spirit, then I can, if I can attest and certify of your spirituality. 
we can we can now allow you to operate in the covenant as you see some people are they oscillate today they are they are up they are down they are just you know like a swinging pendulum you know today they are high tomorrow they are down last year you gave it you have to be building on your covenant you have to be what and you saw abraham do it abraham left his father's house from idolatry he built on it he left not only that he circumcised himself that's another level at age 75 thereabout i mean even now if somebody is 60 years and he's going for a surgery they say the recovery rate of that person is is some way do you understand younger people have a better recovery rate in surgery than older people 75 the man took his whatever and took a stone not even a bottle sister brother and he didn't close his eyes for another to cut for him he now opened the eye no the man too good that's covenant he circumcised himself it didn't end there he was still building on it are you here come on now are you sure you are here he was still building on it he went to war fought the kings took a lot of things came back handed everything over unto God he said this is a tithe he was building building eventually when God gave him an Isaac and God said give me that Isaac he was still building on it he gave that Isaac and you see God now testified about Abraham that I know Abraham he would train his house to have a particular mentality in following God that's why the seed of Abraham is blessed because they are practitioners of covenant with God praise the Lord are you here are you sure you are here come on now are you sure you are here one of the signs that makes you know that your spirituality is still on is your covenant practices you see that when before you lose your covenant practice something would have happened to your spirituality that's why you see that now you don't place value on tithe. You don't place value on what you used to do for God that you are building. You see that you will see that either your prayer life is affected. You are associating with the wrong people. You see that you are becoming flesh and blood. Then spiritual things that you know sustain your life. They don't matter to you. I told somebody, I say, when you see a heavy metal like a plane in the air. Something is holding this thing. And normally what holds a plane to fly, they call this thing on the chipboard, they call it what? They are small, small things. So when you go into the plane, cry, you will not even see them. Yeah, you just a small, small, you see that? Maybe one will go off and then you see that the pilot cannot control the plane. Yeah, you still say, ah. Uh, like you know, but also real free. <laughs> But the heavy metal is controlled by these small, small things. Small, small things. Small, small things. When you open the the board of a a television and they show you what makes the pictures come, you open your mouth. Small, small, tiny, 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 tiny things on the board. 
It is not something, you know, when you are buying a television, you are looking at, okay, is it curved? Is it this? Is it the, what's the size and all of that? For the producers, the makers, those things don't matter. What matters is those little, little details inside the television. That makes it work. That the normal eye doesn't see. Are you here now? Yeah, yeah. So when someone who is a maker of television is going to buy a television, is more interested in those things than the size. Like, I mean, some people don't know about cars, so when they are buying a car, they say, the body is nice. But people who know cars, about cars, when they are going to buy a car, they are looking at the mileage, they are looking at the type of engine the car has. They are looking at the things that really make a car a car. Not just somebody spraying a body nicely with some paint. That's why you buy a car and you buy liability. Because you car and fine, fine. What a car? Car and a car. Yeah, never. What a car and a what a car. But people who know about car, they would just inspect the important things. Are you here? Are you sure you are here? That's about covenant. What are the important things in your life? Have you made a preparation to give to God? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Come on now. Are you sure you are here? Are you blessed? Are you blessed already? That's why you see me now. Consistently, I'm building a culture of giving. My money to God. Giving my time to God. Giving my tithe to God. Giving my first fruit to God. Giving my body to God. Giving my skills to God. It's a covenant. And I'm intense about it. I'm not in today and out tomorrow. That, that means that I should. You have to be consistent about it. Consistent about it. Giving, 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 giving money to God, God's work, boy, boy. Of all the things people do in the shrine for their protection when they go, one of the things they use to sustain whatever they do in the shrine is their physical giving. After the incision and all of that, what makes whatever has been planted inside them to still work is the continuous servicing of their altars with sacrifices just empowers whatever has been put into their body to work. That's why they don't joke with their sacrifice because you can have the mark with that in there, but the fuel is a sacrifice. And if the altar is not continually serviced, you see that you think you have a hydro, and then one day you just touch the wall and you see that you are still standing there. You, you, you didn't. What's happening? You didn't disappear because the sacrifices you were supposed to do at a certain time to fuel you disappearing when you have to disappear, you stopped doing it, and you thought that you could just disappear at will. It's not possible. To see somebody disappear, something is making that person disappear. And if you don't fuel the spirit, the same measure, 
that helps you to disappear. You find out that you come back to your normal self. When you say, when you don't do your sacrifices you start from ABCD now you know hey You see that it was a lower tone. You say you now want to pitch after a minute. A B C D. Now you know. Then you now add on what in A B C D. Now you know. So you see that Charlie. Now you are working so hard, but the thing is not working again. Say hey. When you move from the platform of covenant, it's all hard work, hard labor. And you see that the result is low, 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 low. Including no result. So you are trying hard. Who tries to obey you? Why are you happy? Why are you happy? Because you are happy. Because you are happy. You got it? Yeah. And you are happy. America, here I come. <laughs> you say A B C D you used to say and you used to go like easy. Now you are screaming it with even your fist crampo clinched together. And you are still on ground. Wow. It's covenant. Let it go ahead of you. Whatever you are believing God for to release the grace. Release job. New level. I want to go to new level. You have to release the spirit of pro- promotion. You, you need to understand something. How to use your covenant relationship with the Lord. To climb different levels. Different levels. It's too powerful. In this church every January... We give our first fruit. It's a different level altogether. Praise the Lord. It's a different level altogether. Different level altogether. Tell somebody I'm going to be a covenant giver. Say I'm a covenant practitioner. Sister. (laughs) Covenant practitioner. Say I practice a covenant of giving. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Say, I practice the covenant of giving. You have been listening to the testimony word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Medina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keepers House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 244 877 or 204-916-168. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministries.